Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Love in Your Life. This is Dola, your host. Um, and I know we um, just recently um, celebrated or passed the um, uh, the World Mental Health Day on October the 10th um, a little bit ago, um, but we're in the same month, I guess. Um, and I didn't want to let that go without um, some sort of... Um, paying some sort of uh, homage to the um, the effort to to for all of us to stay mentally healthy and there is so much talk right now um, around the subject of mental health for the purposes I guess you know going through COVID a, a, a global health crisis along with uh, the political environment in America that's very uh you know, polarizing, and, um, you know, just so much vitriol. And, and really, you know, I hate to use the word hate. <laughs> um, I just did. I hate to use the word hate. Um, but, you know, I dislike it intensely, because I don't believe that that is a word that uh, I don't even believe that we feel that I don't even believe that when we say I hate it's just something we say I, I, I don't think we understand the word in the sense that you know to hate something is really pretty a pretty violent uh, emotion that's that's um, you know coming from a very deep place where we say I hate that guy or I hate you know her or I hate what he did I mean I think you can hate what somebody does I think I, you can hate a behavior but I, I don't know if you really can feel that much hatred for an individual and if you can you know that's probably not good for your mental health right there um, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff doesn't give you um, you know a warm fuzzy feeling anywhere so but I thought it was interesting um, you know to have gone through their course on happiness um, through Yale uh, that anybody can take, by the way. Um, and, and really, I would encourage people who um, are looking for um, mental health, uh, you know, sort of tips, I guess, um, to to attend to that course. Um, but she, uh, the, the professor, uh, does give us some pointers for the fact that, you know, to stay mentally uh, healthy um you need to um she gives us five pointers and she she says the first one is really to to exercise every day to move your um you know we we derive um you know the positive um you know, uh, hormonal effects of uh, moving, of exercising, of, you know, sweating a little bit and, um, you know, sort of getting everything movement moving. I, I, I think that's very important to exercise. Um, the second one was taking a time to be grateful, um, to, to really, you know, to express our gratitude either in a journal so that we are aware uh, that we are, you know, it's almost like it, it creates the energy for us to stay uh, mentally healthy, to actually record what we're grateful for, what we're thankful for, to, to do that and focus on what we're grateful for. You know, the minute you feel that sense of doom, you know, to, to shift, to shift your attention to what you are happy about or what you are grateful for in your life. Um, and, and, you know, they say to write down at least three to five things every single day of why you are grateful 
during the, the course of that particular day. The, the third item, she says, is to, to get sleep. Um, they say between seven and eight hours is mandatory. I know that sounds like a lot to a lot of people, but it, it's, it regenerates us to have that um, ability to rest. Um, and so we need to, to be cognizant of taking that time for our uh, mental health to, to, have, uh, to, to experience an adequate number of hours of sleep. Um, the, the next, the fourth one is, uh, that she, that she mentions is to get social, you know, not on social media. That's not being social. It's, um, you know, we're being socially distant. Yes, we are, but we can still talk to people on the phone. We can still engage with people. I I don't know the social media thing, writing, you know, that's okay. It's, it's something, but it's not ideal, right? It's it's not the optimal level of engagement. So I would say, you know, call people that you're thinking of. Um, I think that's what she was meaning. You know, be with family if you can, as much as you can, even if you are socially distant. We celebrated one of my siblings' birthdays, um, not, you know, last week or yeah, I think it was last week. And, uh, you know, we are five uh, siblings and we all were there um, with some spouses or whatever. And we were socially distant, but we were together and it was fun. And we we sang and we, you know, did silly things. And we listened to music, but it was just such a joy to be with them and to experience time with them, you know, because time does go so fast. And before you know it, we haven't seen each other for months. Um, especially during this COVID, uh, um, you know, situation. Um, And then the fifth one is um, about emotional intelligence. She said, be with your emotions, recognize your emotions, um, accept them for what they're there to tell you or teach you. And and this is very important in emotional intelligence, which I I teach and I feel um, is, uh, has been the greatest benefit of my life. I first read the book back in the 90s when um, Goldman wrote the book on emotional intelligence, and I've been involved in it since then. So that's what, 30 years, God almighty. Um, but, you know, be with your emotions, recognize them and, and and accept them for what they're there to teach you. And then look into that, you know, where does that come from? How can I look into it in a way that helps me gather uh, the information I need to get uh, clearer about, you know, why I'm triggered. Um, you know, how can I, how, how can I address being triggered? How can I circumvent the triggers that get me uh, fearful and running away from my emotions? I talk about that in the book, my book, my last book, because I, I did that with death in my life, death of people I love. I, I can't, I, I'm not present. I run away because it's too painful. And uh, so investigate that. And then finally, nurture yourself, you know, find ways to nurture yourself and be kind to yourself and be kind to others in your, in your, you know, environment and, you know, your family, your friends, the people that you care about, the people that you work with, Um, you know, it's just really important. And, you know, in, in terms of mental health, I also always question if it's directly related to our inability to accept responsibility for what happens in our lives. I, I, I said in my book, my last book, it is all about you, that um, things happen for your benefit. They don't happen to you. You know, people say, oh my God, I can't believe this happened to me. It, it, anything that happens to you happens for you. 
so if you shift your thinking about that, why is this happening for me? Then you can actually look into it for what it, how it benefits you, how it, you know, how it's, how it has benefited you and, um, you know, or what's it there to teach me? Um, you know, I, I always look at things like that, but I, in terms of responsibility, I think that people like to sort of, I don't know if they don't want to take responsibility or they want to look at it as it's happening, you know, to me and what was me and how come, you know, this is, uh, this is the way it is without saying, I'm responsible for this. When we take responsibility for what is happening for us, it really shifts our energies toward how can I help myself instead of blaming or projecting onto someone else. You know, um, it's so much more beneficial. If you just shift in that way, just try it. You won't believe the benefits that you derive from taking responsibility or looking for how you cause this to come to your to your into your life what was the reason behind you seeking this kind of event or information or uh occurrence or you know um whatever it is it's it's um i'm you know when you take responsibility you are answerable for the acts or decisions you take ownership and therefore you can do something about it right because it's about you you did it you can undo it you can redo it you can shift you can change but if you look at it as blaming that's about finding fault and criticizing and negativity and condemning and all the words that we associate with not getting anywhere you know just kind of going spinning in circles and spinning in a negative way that gets us nowhere so why do we want to do that to ourselves you know um i always think of of things that i can control and indeed i really believe that we can control everything in our lives and that we do control everything in our lives even though we don't always look view it from that perspective um you know the the book that i mentioned once before at least um the courage to be disliked it, it he talks about that kind of shift in thinking you know instead of looking at this is happening to me or this is what was me kind of thing look at it as what why did i cause this or why why is my thinking get me uh getting me to this point you know it's um you know what we think about expands and so we make it into a story and then that story you know guides our lives and controls us and causes us to be in these emotional states that you know get us triggered and and hijacked in emotional intelligence language and the moment we can accept that responsibility and and find out why it came to us and why we why we needed it to come to us allows us then to change and shift and recreate so um so i i don't know i just i always look for ways that i can you know uh benefit from um energies that are there to teach me anyway guys i hope you got something out of this particular episode and until next time don't live without love in your life personally and professionally insist on it until next time guys bye-bye